is the, the triumphs and the failures, all of it, all of it's in there. And if you can get that into your documentary, then you really have something. You could become your hero. You could be, you could be that person. Every moment memory I have is just happiness. It's hard to explain. It's fun. That was just a great experience playing that for the first time. Whoosh, like a wave. I just got those goosebumps. You can pretty much do what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it every single time. It's an archaic video game that's found in pawn shops. I had only known the Genesis version. I'm a Super Nintendo guy. This is where got an addiction, and it's called NHL 94, and you're just going to have to deal with that. Live from downtown Farmington Hills. Hit settle on the stream live. Tonight, your hosts are Michael Zorogo, Mike Jade, and Glenn Updike. Tonight on the program, we'll have Todd Freeman. And of course, we'll have the latest video game world records from Twin Galaxies. Hi everybody, welcome everybody to Settle It on the Screen, the commentary show about the Twin Galaxies database and all that good stuff. I am Michael Soroka, along here with Mike Janae. How are you, Mike? Great as usual. Yeah, so basically we cover the world of video game world records, that's about it. We're also here with my good friend, Glenn Updike. How are you, Glenn? He's right there. Hi, Glenn. And over here, is our guest for tonight, who's still there. Glenn is froze. Yeah, oh, there we go. Glenn's back. Hi, Todd. How are you? Todd Friedman, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. No problem. I think we did lose Glenn. He's back. Is he? Or is he doing it on purpose? That's it. Oh, okay. I thought he was doing it on purpose. It's a bit. He's just... <laughs> he's, he's, doing this, he's doing the Skype doesn't work type of thing. Hey, Robin. So, welcome to the show. Caught, you guys caught me in the middle of a mannequin challenge. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We should do that. Just is hit the still, still thing? Hit the, yeah, but just hit the still button. <laughs> oh, cheat. Um, At MGC. Yeah. Um, hi, Robin. Welcome to the show. I think it's the first time you're watching us. We're going to go over some world records here very shortly. Anything new, Glenn? Do you have, do you have fun this weekend watching Mr. Rosa's uh, world record run? Yeah. I, were you watching it, too? I seen oh. the cellar. Yeah, yeah, I streamed it on this, on this station. That's a thing. So. <laughs> Nevertheless. <laughs> Put up his guitar picture. Yeah. I, yeah, I watched it. It was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> it made me... Uh... We might have to call Glenn back. Yeah. Glenn is silent. Again. Yeah, there's, 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 he's having some issue. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show tonight. <laughs> so while, while, well, we figure out if Glenn's a robot or not. If, yeah, if Glenn's real or not, we're gonna read the latest verified world records over the weekend. Uh, here we go, Mike. Why don't you start us All off? All right. We had have Chad Brevik for the Atari 2600 Asteroid NTSC Game One Difficulty A. 1,882,340 points. Well done, Chad. Yes. And we have Benjamin Sweetney from St. Mary's, West Virginia, uh, beating somebody else out. I feel bad because I was just looking at it two seconds ago. Uh, for Robot Unicorn Attack 2. There's a 2. It's like Troll 2. There was no Troll 1. It's uh, just... 421,221 Hey, you there? Can you read one, Glenn, or no? Yeah, we have Sean Vincent from Sacramento, California, on the Nintendo Wii. Furu Furu Park, pinch hitter, high score, 
3,300,000 points. Congratulations, Sean. Nice job, Sean. Awesome. Inching his score up again, beating his own world records. Oh, see? Keeping him out of reach. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, everybody else can't reach my level. I'll just beat my own world records. <laughs> and then this is... And congratulations to Greg Genefee. St. Peter's, Missouri, the 2016 Settled on the Screen Gamer of the Year. Cool. New world record on skiing. Game 05 difficulty double A with the new fastest time of 28.46 seconds. And I think that's it. No, we got one more. Oh, hey, we got uh, for the Vectrex Blitz. Game one, biggest blowout, 35 points by Roger Poco from Mountain City, Tennessee. Well done, Roger. Yes, and those are just select few world records from the Twin Galaxies database. Um, obviously, if you guys are really interested, you can watch them right there on the bottom of your screen. See? There they are. Those are, the red are Twin Galaxies, and the blue is from speedrun.com. Oh, cool. So if you see a record in there that you know you can beat, you should go to websites and just do That's it. true. It's very simple. Um... So those are the latest world records verified over the weekend. Yes, people are like, well, why aren't we talking about the big marathon run on Qbert Cubes? Um, well, we will. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, Bill Rosa will be joining us tomorrow on Skype. We can talk to him about it tomorrow. But for those of you who are like, oh, you guys broadcasted a world record. It's a tentative world record. It's not verified yet. Um, I think it was legit. I watched probably too many hours of it, um, but definitely supporting Bill out. He'll be on the show tomorrow, of course. Um, but we do have another segment we like to bring up a little. We want to bring more into it. It's uh, We don't have the train effect yet, but uh, here we go. It's uh, laying tracks at Twin Galaxies. Time to hop on board. Are you ready, Glenn, to hop on board? Oh yeah. Okay. This is a doozy. All right, go ahead, Glenn. What's wrong with the What's wrong with the rules? <laughs> what's wrong with the It's not what's wrong with the rules. It's that for years I could never get in place a certain set of rules. Okay. Because I want to see how far these games can be really pushed. And I was I noticed throughout the uh, scoreboard all the Castlevania tracks were five lives only. And so I did bring up. On numerous occasions, why can't we have a marathon track? Uh, Castlevania 1, there is a max amount of lives that you can get. It's around 20 lives. After that, your game's over. Because when you roll over the score, it stops giving lives, kind of like Life Force and a couple other Konami games. So I always asked, like, why can't we get some of these Castlevania games on marathon settings? And I was always given kind of they weren't answers that really made sense. Like for tonight's is Super Castlevania 4 NTSC points. Five lives maximum any button configuration. Must enter name or initials at entry screen. No passwords or continues allowed. Special rules. Now I agree with the special rules. Is backtracking to a former screen to collect candles is forbidden. So you can't point leech. The, uh, oh, the score where you score a million. Because of this, the left digit of your score shall be ignored. That kind of makes sense, too. So I asked a long time ago, this is probably five, six years ago, why can't we have a marathon track game? And I was told because people can point, press a couple, couple spots in the game, similar to uh, Back to the Future, where they can keep collecting one power-up die, mm -hmm. collect points, collect that power up again, and die. So I always asked, why don't you just make a rule that says you can only pick power up on each stage once per loop? So you can only get that power up once per loop. Hmm. So that eliminates hmm. people from point passing, right? The, the rules in Super Castlevania 4 currently, they have no backtrack to get and so that prevents point leeching. Lightning prevent that kind of point leeching. And I never really got a solid answer. 
Uh, I asked about it to multiple refs, and the answers I got wasn't, they weren't very good answers, I'll just say that. Okay. It was, they didn't make any sense. Okay. So the new one that I'm proposing is this right here. A marathon. So basically, to, for, to sum it up, you're just, you can get an extra life in each level that allows you, um, but... You, you, there's no there's no minimum on life, so you can keep going. Like for yes. example, your life force record. So you want you want to see how long it can go for a marathon, and that's yeah okay. I guess I guess what is I mean this is my my thing was why why do I have to end my game when I have 15 lives in reserve? Okay, all right. Why can't I play those 15 lives out? So here's the special rules: backtracking to a former screen to collect candles is forbidden. Okay, that was in the other one, so that prevents the leeching like that. You may only collect each level's one-up once per loop, so that prevents leeching those one-ups. You may also visit each treasure room once per loop. I added that there. Even though you can't visit a treasure room once or more than once per loop, one of the answers I was given was somebody could go in those treasure rooms over and over again and collect all the major points. What you can't do. I learned that after speedrunning the game and hmm. learning points runs. So that was that answer that they originally gave me was made up. And then I kept the original <laughs> note. Yeah, I mean... So they, I kept the original okay. note of the scoreboard has mm -hmm. a glitch that adds 100 million points. Okay. So if this track gets sponsored, are we going to see Glenn Updike submit to this one? Yes, I will. And okay. that, not only that, is I know that there's two other players that would be waiting to jump on this. Now, can I ask of you? I know it costs three more submission points. I will but, gladly donate my, my submission points. To but this. when you submit I to this one, I think you should take the amount of points you have from your first five lives, maybe just stand still for a couple seconds, and submit that part of your run. So you sure. need to submit twice. So the five <laughs> yeah, man and the that. marathon. That's been done before in the past. Yeah. If you really want to do saying. that, go ahead. Yeah, I'll give you the three submission points. I just because my my whole thing is, I mean, I like to cut fat, and I can see where the old referees are. I look at it as, well, if you get five lives, it's how many points you can get during those five lives. Yeah, what's you know like. I know marathons are cool. We saw one this weekend. Mm -hmm. You could have easily yeah. made Cubert cubes on five lives, <laughs> and it's a tournament settings. But people want to do both. I I like the tournament settings better because I look at it. It's like eh, it's still. For example, I could take your score, divide it by how many lives you used, times it by five, and it's equivalent to the marathon score. But that's just me. So that's laying the tracks. That's a good one. Uh, our donkey this, is, this is what I want to see. We don't know if that score rolls over, maxes out, or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is going to allow people to put in the extra 10 hours or whatever it needs to do to see what happens to the score, which I'm ultimately curious about, which is what got me into doing the Life Force thing was because I was curious to see what happens after the score rolls over. Well, I didn't even know if the score was going to roll over or max out. And then after it did roll over, we found out that the game glitches out and stops giving you lives. Okay. Cool. Well, it'll be up within 24 hours. I will put up my submission right. points, and you guys can either... All you do is donate. You don't have to say right. nay. That's the only thing I don't like about it. You can't veto it. But <laughs> um, So uh, the Donkey Kong one did go through last week. Oh, one. So now, uh, you know, Donkey Kong without... You just watched last Thursday's show. We'll, we'll, we'll just sum yeah, it up at that point. Yeah, and I'm curious to see how high that... You could see a donkey... You could potentially see a Donkey Kong score in the 6 million point range. Yeah. Which would double Steve Sanders' score. Yeah. Which would be incredible. His official score. Official? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's the master in Donkey Kong. And that's, and that's to bring up a good point, because... Classic arcade gamers, you know, they say some very important things, so, you know, we should make sure and we should watch what they have to say. Gamers. 
he he recognized me and he's like you're Hank Chen aren't you I'm like I'm like yeah how do you know who I am he's like oh yeah I'm from Spain I, you you have the world record in Donkey Kong I was like <laughs> I'm like what are you doing here he's like oh I'm visiting my friend who lives you know down the block I was like okay nice to meet you <laughs> Uh, Hang Chen's gonna be the number one, Probably. in my opinion, for that segment. There's there's another couple hours, yep. and he gets everything right. It's true. So, you know, well, things said by arcade ben gamers. Gold, ben Gold could be number one, but oh well, wow, that that's a whole that's different. Ben Gold has a movie. <laughs> yeah, as good as Gold. Good, good as Gold. The Ben Gold story coming yeah, out a, 2025. You know, Mike, I wanted to add. You know, I have. Steve Sanders wrote a book about Donkey Kong when he was like 16 years old, and I have the book. I own the book that he wrote when he was 16. You all you own that book? There's only what, yeah. like 30 copies. There's only or a few copies of those. Yeah, I have it right over there. I can show you, but yeah, it's a very rare book that he wrote when he was 16. Very cool. And yeah, that I'm was trying to get him to sign it. I need him to sign it when I see him next. Oh, okay. I, I was curious if he wouldn't sign it because <laughs> he was he was lying at that time. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, well, let's welcome our guest, Todd Friedman, right there. He's on the left side. How are you, Todd? I'm good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Good. It's yeah, been good. about a year and a half since you and me have met, or we've met before, but since we've seen each other last at the Icon right. event 2015. Yeah, we, we, um, I met you actually in 2010 at Big Bang in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Um, when you guys did those interviews for Twin Galaxies back in the day when they did the Hall of Fame. Um, that, was the, we, that was kind of the starting of this trading card friend. That was thing. when this, yeah. this is when the whole, yeah, the whole, my whole collection started, the whole uh, introduction to Walter and Twin Galaxies and everything started was back in 2010. Um, but I met Walter in 2008, actually, at one of my video game summits that I'll talk about later. But that's when I first met Walter and found out about Twin Galaxies which was obviously from the King of Kong movie, which came out around that time. So that's how it all started. Yep. It was very cool. The Hall of Fame and uh, Atumwa there, all that yeah. good stuff. Like I said, main reason we went there was to uh, interview him retiring at that point. <laughs> um, right. That he worked never out. retired. And these are the cards that Walter <laughs> was giving out right that's there. Awesome. He was walking around with these cards. Yep. Um, just, I mean... This one's actually, this one, the one I have here of you, I don't know if it's a reprint, but this one's like solid. And then I'll show you some others here. I'll show you, uh, where's, where's Josh? Right, here's couple, one of me. A couple of wimpy As cards. you see, this is what Walter <laughs> first started handing out. Yeah. And uh, everybody was thrilled about them. They were really... Phenomenal. Yeah, it's another like... picture cropped off the internet again. I'll leave Todd back up there. Wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> we look alike. You know. <laughs> but uh, they oh, yeah. they uh, they definitely warmed everybody's hearts because um, it was an unexpected yeah, thing. You know, it was yeah. it was like, hey, here you guys go. Here's some trading cards. We're like, thanks, Walter. And like some nights, Walter would go home during this Big Bang event, and he'd make them that night. <laughs> he, he felt bad that he forgot about somebody else. And it was just like such a cool feeling. It's like, oh, thanks. Walter. Right. Okay, cool. I need you to sit down and sign all these. I'm like, okay, but yeah. um, it was very cool. And he printed about 500 a person. So, oh, yeah. Um, he had a lot of signing. So, you have quite an extensive collection, am I correct or no? I, yeah, I'm one of the few people that have almost every trading card printed. I've, I've come across the, uh, the responsibility of keeping almost an inventory of Walter's cards over the years. Uh, uh, so see what you got yourself I, into. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I seem to have. Uh, I'm, I'm on Walter's speed dial. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, you know, he, we talk a lot, and uh, he's very uh, excited that I'm keeping track of his uh, cards and trying to keep an inventory, a log, trying to make sure that we know how many people have cards and not have cards, and keep track of the numbering system. Um, but right now, at this point, I think there's over 1,600 printed cards, individual cards. Wow. That's crazy. So from 2010 to now, he's he's got about over 1,600 cards printed, and he's got about 300 waiting to print. 
huh. for, for future card members. Jeez. I know. So he's, uh, he took out a great, uh, a great responsibility, but he does it. Yeah. The amazing thing is he does it out of the kindness of his heart. There's no really money making out of it right now. Um, we're trying to get into that business to maybe sell the cards on his website, which I'll talk about. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, future in the card collecting for the, for the video game cards. And, uh, I think it's a great thing. I, I used to collect cards when I was a kid, like baseball, hockey, football. And I thought once he decided to do the idea, I wanted to be on board and I wanted to help him out because who didn't collect cards when they were kids? And video games are just as popular as baseball, football, and golf, all the, all, all the different sports. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's very cool. I know uh, back to that event, the first event, uh, I mean, little kids would get giggled yeah. about it, especially if you For got, sure. like, uh, Walter. Of course, everybody wanted Walter's card. Um, right. You know, uh, where is he? I don't know. I had him in order, and <laughs> then, you know, but then there's some, there's, some, uh, there's some really cool ones. I'll throw this one up really cool. It's a painting. Now, this is after the fact. Oh, there's oh, Glenn's card. Oh, there's Glenn's card. <laughs> Why does uh, Chuck Norris have a trading card? <laughs> um, there's like, people have made drawings of some of these arcade gamers. That's Dan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dan Turley, he, he, he's cut, I think he's uh, drawn about 20 or 30 different cards. Uh, Billy Mitchell, obviously, is one of them. I think Joel West is, you know, another. Todd Rogers, of course, Walter. But there's a bunch of them that he's drawn. drawn. There's Todd. <laughs> there's Todd. <laughs> That's great. Um, I think some are happy with the outcome. Some maybe have given me comments that they aren't happy with their picture, but I think they turned out really well. Hmm. I can't believe somebody would be upset about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Someone hand drew your face, bro. Yeah. yeah. You should be like, be happy. it's not a stick figure. I mean, you should be happy. Here, here's right. the card. Here's my favorite card. Right here. Obviously. There you go. It's that great one, one. Great. That's the. T-shirt, that's the... Yep, for sure. That's the uh, one I mean, more. I guess if you don't like your face, you probably wouldn't like something Yeah, that's drawing true. For example, you guys want to see a real good one. Look at, look at the one that Walter made of me without yeah, asking that's me. Good. That's a great <laughs> picture. <that> one. <laughs> you he look just, like a scumbag lawyer. Yeah, because <laughs> that's where I was working for. And Walter just did a Google search and... That's what he came there up with, are. and he shows up. <laughs> Me and him, he was trying to promote these things for the first time at uh, E3 2011, yeah. and he shows up with 2,000 of these. We're going to pass these out and try to get a sponsor. <laughs> I'm like, that's the picture you picked of me? <laughs> okay, Walter, how about we just throw out yours? So, um, yeah, That's great. That's very cool, Todd. Is there any... Um, Oh, well, I guess I'll let you bring it up. Is there any, like, rare cards? Like, is there certain ones that Walter will only yeah. print certain certain ones? Well, there, what he calls rare, there's a couple of rare cards in the collection that he only printed a few because there were some typos, and they went out, and they were at events that he went to, and he handed them out, but he realized there was typos, and he had to reprint, uh -huh. you know, the regular corrections, and... There was only a maybe 10 or 20 of those, and those are the rare ones they call. Um, there's a, a few rare ones that some people have. The, uh, the joke was that Billy Mitchell um, was called Billy Miller by Richie Knuckles and a few other people. Hmm. So Walter, as a joke, made some Billy Miller cards. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> and those are in the collection. I have the black and white and color Billy Miller signed, and he actually signed them Billy Miller. Great. <laughs> So those are what you call rare cards. Um, there's a few uh, rare cards where he, some of the people who were from other countries, uh, such as, uh, you know, uh, England, Czechoslovakia, some other countries that he made cards for, he'd write the description on the back in their native language. And those are very rare. They only printed like 50 of those. That's, That's very cool. So, and there's yeah. so many. Go ahead, Glenn. Isn't, isn't there a card that, or two cards that share the same number? Oh, there's yeah, quite a well, few. Actually, the host of the, uh, this show has, uh, I believe, three number 25 cards. Yep. 
There's a 25, a 25A. There's a, there's a, that's a 25A. Is there a foil? Is there Actually, a foil I don't know what the third over? version is. <laughs> then there's the one that I like a picture of me. There you go. But I don't know what the third one is. Now he looks like a tennis coach. The, that's the cool. Third, I like that. the tennis. first uh, paper copied picture you showed, but it's actually on the Twin Galaxy card. It's oh, that picture uh... of the first one that you didn't really care for. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, oh, it's this one again? Yeah. Okay. No, no, the first one, the paper okay, one. That the one like oh, that one like... I think is cool. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely better than this one, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and I have, I have thousands of these. I have like yeah. two of these, but nevertheless. Um, I'm just going to show a few of my favorites real quick. Um, <laughs> look at this one. It's a great one. Ed yeah, Robertson good... from Bare Naked Ladies has a card. Hey, ma'am. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and it is about pinball, so that's one of my favorite. If I ever get to meet him, I want, I yeah, want that perfect one Perfect storm. Hey, give me my card. There we go. I think what Walter does really well with the cards is he he, diverse, he makes them different. He, he yeah. The patterns, the colors, the different decorations, they're, they're not the same. There's no, there's no standard. So when you collect the cards, you're, you're getting something different every time, depending on what series you're collecting or what event you go to. So mm -hmm. he and does a really good job. Of the, he does all the artwork himself on his computer at his house. That's very awesome. And like yeah. I look at these, it's just like, I know he has a template for some of them, but it's just like... It's really cool because then when you start meeting people for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, I got Duke here. I know he's watching tonight. Duke gang, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Nicest guy yes. in gaming. Nicest guy yeah, in gaming. Yeah. He, he wrote me a whole message. I know you guys can't see it on the contract. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I, you know what, maybe. It is probably the <laughs> nicest words any gamer yeah, has ever Yeah, it said. is. It is pretty, yeah, one of the nicest. We never talked, we haven't really talked about the back yet. Full description right. of everything. Um, oops. Yeah, yeah some like of that. the backs have the wor world record scores that they held at that time. He's got the dates, the uh, you know the game that they held the record on. There you go. There you go. And, yep. He doesn't and have he any also, soup records the other down thing, there. But, no. Yeah, the other thing he doesn't also he always he always um, tries to do gamers, but he also does people who do other things like uh, writers or authors. Or game developers. Uh, there's Nolan Bushnell, Twin Gal uh, Walter Day cards. There's, you know, uh, Eugene Jarvis. He has a few. Eugene too. Jarvis. There's um, different writers of different books, uh, and so he tries to diversify, you know, everything. Yeah. There's there's Brett Weiss. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, great um, great question from Ben Gillen in the chat. How many non-human cards are there? <laughs> Funny so much to bring that up. I have a little stat. I was prepared for that. Um, for those who are wondering who's on the most Twin Galaxy cards, Actually, Walter Day cards, okay. is obviously Walter Day's on 17 cards, but he, he designs them. That makes sense. But then you got Billy Mitchell at 17, Steve Wiebe's on 11, Todd Rogers and Eric Tesler are on 9, and Richie Knuckles and Joel West are on 8. So... Hmm. There is uh, quite a bit of different cards for those different people. Um, so yeah, so the, there's you know he he, de he tries to you know spread them out a little and in different events that he goes to he gives the cards to the people who are at the events and it's a really cool uh, idea. And then to to go above and beyond that, um, there is a Walter Day Trading Card Museum that opened up last year in Banning, California which displays right now over 500 of the cards which are on the walls and people can go and just look at the history and the card, you know, trading cards and just kind of get a good idea of what's going to, you know, be in the future with all the different cards that he's created. Yeah. So so when you guys are at Arcade Expo 3.0 this year, make sure you stop by and look at yep. them. And of course, he'll be there signing cards and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Let's see what. Um, and that, that's that was another hobby that I got myself into is not only collecting but trying to get as many signatures as I could going to different events. And right now I got about 420 signed Twin Galaxy cards. I know I signed a couple for you at MGC. Yeah, I got a Glenn signed one. I all I have all Michaels signed except for the the fourth one, the 25. I'll, well, I'll see him at MGC. I'll get it signed. And I got uh, Josh has Josh Houselander has a card too. I got that signed. 
I got I got a few older ones here of him too. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's see. What do you got here? Or, uh, oh, you know what I want to talk about? You know what I got to get more of? Yeah, I'm going to bring him up on the screen if I know how to work this thing. No, I don't. <laughs> it's, there you go. Uh, let's try again, Mike. Yep, there you there go. You go. There you go. Yeah, use the preview. There we go. Here, here's, some of, uh, here's some of your collection that you sent me some images. Wow. They're like all, actually, some of the ones I was displaying. Um, yeah, what I tried to do is show how, like I was talking about, the different kinds of cards that he makes. Um, not only are there people cards, you know, different video gamer cards, but he does systems. He's got a card there for the Sega Dreamcast. There's an event that uh, Tommy Tellerico hosts, which is Video Games Live. There's a card there. Um, and then you got, uh, there's an eSports event card. So he, does, he just doesn't do the gamers. He just does the history of gaming, which is I think is neat. Because you can get kind of you can read the back and find out different things about the history of the card. The, cool. the one and card. Tommy Tellerico. I just got to add, Tommy Tellerico is one of my favorite music, like video game music people. Composers. Yeah. Came up oh, with some of composer. the best soundtracks. Performer, I guess. Okay. Earthworm um, Jim series being one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's been around the video game industry for a long time, and the video game live. If you haven't seen it, it it's definitely recommended. It's a great concert. Yeah. I like the, uh, I want to get my hands on the Today in Gaming History, the one up there. Mm -hmm. looks like November 21st. Those yeah. are the ones I want to collect for the show so we have material on yeah. those days. There you go. And I don't have to work as hard. I like so it. I want to, that's the my goal idea. is to start collecting those. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got, I think there's about 20 of those different date cards, yeah. No, I want like 365. Yeah. <laughs> and then just rotate <laughs> them every year. Every day. I mean, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, here's, yeah, so, you talk about, yeah, science great. fiction cards. He has cards yeah, so for his hometown. A little side, pro a side project of Walter is coming up with these science fiction uh, card categories as well as the Fairfield category. And these are uh, just different out-of-the-gaming industry cards that he developed. There's about 40 to 50 in each, in each series. And uh, he just wanted to get uh, just kind of a, a little taste of the different uh, people that have, that have visited Fairfield, who grew up in Fairfield, where Walter's from. Cool. And, uh, yeah, there's just a, a nice little collection of, of what kind of cards he has there. That's great. H.G. Wells is in there. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, I think right. they had one. I was giving you an example of some of my signed cards. It's probably your next picture. Yep. Yeah. So those are some of them I've gotten over the years. Oh, I gotta get myself yes. a Keith Apicary card. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe I don't have one of those. It's true. Oh, stuff I do for him. It's a gap in the collection. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a. I didn't put it in here, but I have the Keith Apicary card, and he also signed another one for me for with his name Nathan Barnett, with his, his real name. Ah, so I like the Keith signature better. Yeah, he was cool to sign them different. <laughs> but oh. you got yeah, no, Nolan Bushnell, Ralph Bear, actually before he passed away, signed a card for me. Huh. Uh, and then uh, you got Gary Stern, Steve Sanders. Yeah, there's so, so but I have, yeah, again, over 400 signed cards, which I think is a cool thing because, like, when you were young and you wanted, like, baseball cards, you wanted to meet the players, you wanted to get their signatures. So that's just my preference. I won't get Steve Sanders' card signed, and I want to say 3.1 million or bust. <laughs> He'll do it. I know he will. If, He's fine. If you think about it, a lot of these guys are going to sign less cards than, let's say, major athletes. And yeah, do yeah. less autographs. So there's going to be true. less of them oh, out there that, that. sign. Yeah, ugly <laughs> mugs of true. Like, there is the four. <laughs> Michael's really good. Let's get that off the screen. <laughs> 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 so, so also I, I wanted to mention too, um, another you know part of this collecting that I've done with the cards and helping Walter out is Walter's website, which is the WalterDayCollection.com. This is a website that displays all the cards. There's forums, there's picture galleries. Um, eventually we're gonna have a store where you can purchase these cards if you're missing some for your collection or you want more for yourself. Uh, you can go to the walterdaycollection.com. And one of the things I've been trying to do and I've done it almost over a year now, or actually over a year, is do uh, what they call a trading card spotlight and do interviews with each of the card members to get their take on the history of gaming, kind of ask them some questions. And I've done one a week for 
over a year now, and I have 64 spotlights right now. So it's really generous of the gamers to take their time out and interview and let me write an article about their cards. And it just kind of keeps the history of the cards going. And Walter's pretty appreciative of it. And he, he helps out with uh, getting contacts with the people. And it's a, it's a nice little uh, hobby that I have. Yeah, it's a very cool website, and thank you for asking me to be on it, too. But. <laughs> yep. It was very, yeah, I, very fun interview. Actually, Michael was the only, I usually interview via email, but Michael was the only one to do a recording of his interview. I had to uh, transcribe his interview for the uh Was that a website. bad thing or a good thing? It was an awesome thing. It was okay. good. All right. Because yeah. if I wrote you my interview... <laughs> Uh, here, my producer friends here on the show read my grammar. My written English is pretty, <laughs> yeah, my spoken too. English is pretty bad too. But my written English, I, yeah, I think you would have not even bothered. Okay, yeah. no, that was great. Well, so you <laughs> can't get the recording from me too, buddy. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. Kind of can't help but be on like, camera. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's there's been a good uh, outpouring of a. Uh, of people who wanted to be a part of this and again you can go to this website and read about the different kind of people on the cards and find out about how they uh, got involved in gaming and what their favorite games are and, and stuff like that the waltherdaycollection.com not that hard no. oh, there word. you go no, one word is. Do nope. it. isn't walter like doing uh cards for science fiction and a couple other things no yeah that's the one we were showing before that they had the science fiction cards yep yeah, there's about 40 of them um, he's done so oh, far, right. which he's trying to do more. Is he doing uh, any other uh, themes like that? There is another one that he's starting that I can't talk about yet because it's not official. He's got to get approval, but okay. that, will, that will be out very soon. Glenn, it's another are you, category of cards. Glenn, are you just trying to ask him if he's doing a uh, Brewer's card set? <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, they already have baseball cards. <laughs> Don't, don't mention that word. Yet. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Only a couple other, weeks away, gentlemen. <laughs> the other thing, well, I'm from Chicago, so I, I could talk baseball, but we're not going to. Um, but uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is in the beginning of these card collecting uh, that, that, that Walter created, a lot of it came out from his personal pocket. It was self-funded. And then as we went along... Uh, gamers such as Jim Shelberg and Eric Tesler uh, have helped sponsor these cards. So these are sponsored within the gaming community. These aren't funded raising money. There's no Kickstarter. There's these are funded by the community by the gamers, which I again is is such a a testament to how Walter has become into this community that people will donate their own money to keep the card collection going. Very cool. Yeah. Now, I know yeah. you do some other writing. Obviously, you write on that website. There's um, some other sites yeah. that you write on that I've seen, <laughs> so I've seen your name video, multiple times. <laughs> yeah. As my video game uh, hobby grew since 2008, I've gotten friendly with a lot of people in the community. I've known known people throughout my you know travels. And I got to, at this point, I got to be involved in a lot of different uh, outlets. Um, one example is I write for uh, Game Room Magazine. Uh, Game Room Magazine was established about 20 years ago. It, it closed down maybe a couple of years ago. They went out of business, but a new owner uh, purchased them. And now I write for Game Room Magazine. You can go to that website below and to subscribe. Um, I got a little example of the, the magazine, what they look like now. That's one of the artworks oh. for the Game Room Magazine. And, you know, inside you could uh, find different articles about barcades, arcades, uh, people's personal game rooms in their house. Uh, oh. But it, it specifically focuses on game rooms and different arcades around the country, uh, which is, I think, a very rare thing nowadays. Most of the video game magazines are just games. They're not the actual places. So this is a good uh, magazine to subscribe to to get your information about that. It's very cool. Um, Awesome. Yeah. And then the other thing, I do a, a blog online, Retro Gaming Times. We talk about the 80s and 90s, all the old classics and consoles of the 80s and 90s. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to Retro Gaming Times. No. Or, right. Actually, 
Class, go ahead. You're right. I had the right one? Okay. No, yeah, that's it. That's actually the new URL, which is preferred. If you go to classicplastic.net backslash TRT, that's the new URL. That'll take you to where we are. Cool. But you can find out more about that. Um, I've done some interviews on there as well as talked about the old joysticks from the 80s. Uh, this next issue, we're going to talk about the Nintendo 64 joystick. I do an article about that. So... How awesome um, it was. Yeah. How it's the worst controller ever designed by man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I we'll see. We'll see what no. he writes. I think there needs to be some modifications. We, yeah. And like, then it'd be the perfect controller moment. Like, well, it's not in television control. That's true. So, so few things are. I mean, if you think about it, in television was way advanced. They just didn't have a touch screen yeah. instead of the number pad. Yep. It's the exact exactly. same thing. So the the X of the last issue that just published last month. I did on the Intellivision controller, which I agree is the worst controller press <laughs> made in today. Well, good night, Todd. Nice talking to you. We'll, uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Uh, Glenn, you want to talk about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, I'm more intrigued about the last one you have here because um, I think it's really cool. Um, yep. I, I mean, I didn't. I, I've subscribed to the Facebook page, but oh, that's not it. Uh, it's Little Player. What's that right. all about? That looks really different. So this is a this is a project that actually my kids are involved because this magazine is only for kids ten and under. It's great. Which is a brilliant idea. Games yeah. that are for kids ten and under. There's no Call of Duty in here. There's no Grand Theft Auto. It's Super Mario. It's Zelda. Um, it's all the different kinds of uh, app app you know games on the on the iPhones, but they're written by kids. My kids are in it, Aiden and Hannah. They write articles and reviews for games, huh. and it's all kid-driven. And so if your kids want magazines and they want them to read, learn about gaming, but not have all the advertisements and all the adult-oriented uh, gaming, this is a perfect magazine. And have something physical in your hand. Yeah, that's instead great. Of, instead of a phone, Correct. you know. So, and, that's, yeah. it, and they're actually um, they're sold in Barnes & Noble. You can also go to the website to order, but it's a, it's really affordable. Uh, for twenty four ninety nine, you get six issues. It's every other month. Uh, it's really a, a great thing. And libraries and schools are starting to get them, so people can reserve them from libraries and schools. But it's a great it's a great concept. Um, and it was designed and and founded by Martin Alessi, who lives twenty minutes from me in Wheeling, Illinois, and. Uh, he started this about a year and a half ago on Kickstarter, and it's it's off and running, and it's already sold in Barnes and Noble. He's done a really great job on this magazine. That's crazy. Yes, it's very cool. I, I saw the covers, and I was like, oh, that's something. Yeah, cool. that's really awesome. Like I I kind of just I want it for myself. <laughs> like, it reads yeah. like a real magazine, not mm. not some of that other stuff that's you know Kickstarter funded and <laughs> right. Never mind. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's a very cool time. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you, you've been part of the Twin Galaxies uh, for a while. You are wearing your DJ Hero shirt. Have that you been playing? Have you played any DJ Hero in a while or no? I I had um I had a, a story written about my uh, gaming life about a month about a year ago, and I broke it out again to play to show them for the article. But I haven't played since. Um, hmm. It's sort of stashed away in my little. Uh, in my uh, gaming collection. Uh, but this game, it came out around that same time, around 2009, 2010. And I was bad at rock, you know, rock band, guitar hero. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do any of the other, you know, instruments. Mm -hmm. But I always growing up wanted to be a DJ. And when I saw this DJ setup at Toys R Us sitting there as a game, I was hooked. I reserved it that day and started playing for probably 36 hours straight when I bought it. And then I started submitting scores to Twin Galaxies and got some world records on, on some of the scores. And that's how my trading card got created. I broke records on DJ Hero. Very cool. Yeah. I got quite, do you have more than one? Do you have a backup or no? I have two, yeah. Okay, because right, you can get <laughs> them now pretty darn. You should see my guitar collection. Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Because I'm always worried, oh, how am I going to fix it? I, I, need, I need broken ones to fix the good working ones. Yeah, well, how much do I play it? it? I, can't even be, I can't even be Rock Band 4. I don't even have time to do that. You have to bring it in. Make it a segment. 
Watch Mike struggle. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, a few questions in the chat. Uh, Robin Swanson wants to know, did she sign a card for you? I, I do have her card signed, okay. yes. Okay, she wants to make sure she gets it to you. That's one thing. Um, but I do want to do a trading card spotlight on her if she'll contact me. Hear that, Robin? So you should yeah. contact her. Um, ben, your five-year-old kicks ass in Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> well, let's get your son and my son in the room. Right. And they can fight over the train, all right? Because <laughs> when my kid was two, I'd mute it and play free mode. And he'd just, get on the train, Dad. And there you go. Trevor <laughs> just goes around. Right on top of the Trevor. train. Swearing. But, you know. Good old Trevor, before he was on The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. There is an awesome mod in Grand Theft yeah. Auto Five where you there's no violence, you can't that's do anything. Great. It's actually pretty darn cool. But that's only for computers. So if you guys got any more comments or questions, yeah, uh, for Todd, go ahead and put them in. I know we won't see it for a couple minutes, but uh, make sure you guys do that. I got a quick question about the Little Player magazine. I know you said there's no. Would Lock and Chase make it? No, because Crime? Little Player Mag. Little Player Magazine is only for current games that are just out right now. It's okay. all current. Okay. Because cool. yes, when you play Lock and Chase, there's nothing violent, but there is a crime happening. You are committing <laughs> crimes True. by stealing the bank's money. Context. So I would, I would hope it. So I hope it wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, that's good, Ben. That's good that he's not allowed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. That's funny you know, stuff. one thing I want to add too, I forgot to mention, with the Walter Day cards, is yeah. we're starting a Kickstarter soon, um, but we're going to come out with a Walter Day trading card book, where it's going to be almost like a autograph book, where we'll have every card displayed on the on the pages, where you can sign the cards or pages from the you know going to different events, and it's more of a history of all the cards in one little spot in a book rather than you know all the cards. So. Look for that soon. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's very yeah. cool. Now, is there is there any like price guide? Because I mean, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna put some more pictures up here. You know, yeah, like, my, my like my favorite. This is my favorite card of all of them. I was waiting till the end because <laughs> basically it's the inspiration for this show. Oh wow, I can't do this backwards today. I practiced <laughs> earlier too. There you go. Nope. Oh, video nope. game news oh, update. Obviously, we did that last Thursday with Walter. Yep. Um, yes, this show's not called Video Game News Update, but I haven't seen too many of these. Everybody has a yeah. collection. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty rare. Would I value it? I would, I'd pay two bucks for that <laughs> I'd car. Pay two bucks. That sounds fair. That sounds fair? Okay. Is there any, like, and price if, guide yet for these things, or no? And if Walter signs it, it's $5,000. Yeah. Oh, right. so, but what about the bootleg cards? That aren't made by Walter. Uh-oh. I have that. I have one of those. Yes. Yeah, there's only a hundred of those. Yeah, that was uh, that was your creation, I believe. Stamped Maybe. Bootleg. No, I didn't I didn't create it. Because that'd be, you know... You would never. These are glossy, though. That's so, true. You know, I, I don't it's think that they're... Rare chase yeah. foil. Magic Town <laughs> Pinball. Yep. Oh, that's yeah, great. I remember... I remember you giving those out. Those are pretty special. I'm telling you, man, they got to be worth something because I have oh, there's only boxes and boxes of magic cards that are worth nothing. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of cards that are worth something, here's a, a cool fact I forgot to mention. And here's an example. Walter Day trading cards are now sponsored by Beckett, the what? cards that make, you know, the company that makes yeah. trading cards for baseball and football. Mm -hmm. They will now authenticate your card. That's great. You can get them graded. And, and grade them, which will value, increase their value. And Walter is an official member of Beckett, apparently, where he could uh, see you signing your card and send it to Beckett to get graded. So if you're That's at a show and you have a card, talk to Walter and he'll uh, witness you signing it and he'll send it off to Beckett and you can get him graded. That's and put in these nice little fancy cases. That's cool. All the comic book nerds out there are into this. They're yeah. way yeah. into this. Hmm. Well, do you think they'll grade this special one? Or Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it does say bootleg, it says bootleg on, it. on it, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's my other? Well, what's my other favorite one? I'll bring that one up real quick. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool cards. 
That's it. Major League go. Baseball. I'd like to get that signed by the designers. It's my favorite television game. It's a great television game. Well, that's yep. a good one. Mm -hmm. did, you ever, now, did you ever play it by yourself? No. You should see. We'll do that. Actually, we'll do that one night on the show. Okay. We'll watch me play myself. I like it. Playing baseball. <laughs> because it's only, it's, it's only a two-player game. Right. And my parents never played with me. I right. was an only kid. So I yeah. taught myself how to play baseball against myself. That's funny. The Atari game at least had like a... One they came out two or three years later. Yeah. Um, with a baseball, it's one player. Oh, okay. But you know, huh. once you you can do like little league baseball, okay. you can like steal the base. All my hours were logged on the and Atari auto, baseball. So. But uh, very cool, Todd. That's great. We got yeah. a question in the chat. Uh, someone wants to know about the video game summit. Yes, the video game summit. That's another one of my uh, things that I uh, run. So the video game summit was started. A while back, uh, by Daniel Cavelli, and uh, I was I jumped on board in 2008, where I met Walter. Uh, it's it's held it was held in Lombard, Illinois. This year it's in Villa Park, but it's basically uh, it's a video game conference for vendors, for gamers, for anyone who wants to come by. We have tournaments, we have raffles. Um, there's a a ton of stuff to purchase from vendors. Uh, people just chatting about gaming. Uh, now, now, Glenn, it's nowhere as big as the Midwest Gaming Classic, however, <laughs> which is now in a few months. But we do get quite a bit of people in there, and it's a nice little venue. It's one day. Uh, I think I gave – there should be a website you can go to I, if, if Michael can no, put it up. Uh, I only have it, that one. So. Yeah, that's okay. If not, you just Google a Video Game Summit, and it'll come up there, and uh, it's only 10 bucks to get in. Yeah. Kids under 12 are free, and it's, uh, it's a nice event. To, to get together and just uh, talk gaming with people. Maybe find some rare games that you haven't uh, you need for your collection. That's what sh that's what I do like about the smaller shows. Yeah. Is you will find some more. And it's still it's true. price, but it's not price unreasonable. Right. Where you go like the MGC sometimes, you'll be like, Yeah. Uh, I know you got to make some profit here. Mm -hmm. You got to pay for your space, but. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. small and small shows are nice too because it it feels fuller. So it. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels like there's more going on because there's yeah people crammed in a smaller yeah. area. Well, that's why MGC is great too because yeah. it just they only expand when there is literally no more right. room and yeah, so that, that, that's good. good too because then it and you're talking with people where you go to some gaming right. conventions. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's yeah. like. It's all over the board. I mean, yeah. the, the comic book yeah. conventions around here are horrible. Yes, <laughs> it's like oh, it's a giant auditorium with twenty people, people in it. Yeah. And obviously yeah, they want to grow. That will be at the end of July here cool. in uh, Villa Park, Illinois. Very well, cool. That's, that's, that's in the middle of Smack Dab. Yeah. There's definitely road trips. Yeah. Well, it's like an hour for you, Glenn, right? Yeah, it should be. Yeah. yeah that, well, about three or four. That was a great oh, question. Good. That was a great question in the chat, uh, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did, segways or segways. I did mention it at the end, but he, he beat me to it. That's fine. It's a good segue. Um, cool. well, I know, well, it seems like you're extremely busy. It reminds me of somebody else who talks about video games. Are you, are you playing any new video games, or do you even have time to play video games? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I still play the old games. I have a big collection of video game systems and the old games from the 80s. Um, I still play the NES. I always try to pop in Zelda again and play that. And in terms of the new games, I'm, I'm more like, I've been playing The Last of Us again because the new one's coming out this year. So good. Um, Great game. And, yeah. And the Uncharted series, I'm a big fan. So I played all those over again. I got the, you know, the collection. Very cool. Awesome. Um, any records yeah. you're shooting for? What's <laughs> Any that? Any records you're shooting for? No. Uh, no that's competitive. The only thing I don't have time for is trying that's to right. break records and uploading videos. I wish I did. Let's well, um, enjoy video games. But, <laughs> yeah, <nothing laughs> Let's to enjoy all. video games. Yes, that's I know, I know. Yeah. That, <laughs> some of I these feel. guys are putting up scores every day. That's I don't know how I, they have time, but I, I try to I try to keep up with it. You see who didn't make the list today? John Brissy didn't make Oh, that's true. He, the streak he, is over. The streak is over. For what are we going to do? Sorry, John. <laughs> we didn't say your name, though, so I guess it sort of counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we're uh, so. uh. Whoops. Trying to put more cards up for everybody at home to see, but 
Just go to the WalterDayCollection.com. You don't need to see yeah. them from me. So that's right. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I got quite a bit of signatures too. I didn't even notice it. I liked when I liked when Walter made a spot for the signatures, like their intimidating yeah. card. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. See here, here's here's Joe Jackovich, you know, messy. Yeah. He should have wrote on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, the challenge too sometimes is the different colors of the cards. You have to get a certain sharpie to read it. Right. Yep. I always had a silver sharpie. Pro. Because yeah. black never showed up, especially on my uh, e E3 card. That's right. Right. Here's the guy who I thought was going to be the Donkey Kong world record holder. but uh, Yeah, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. He got up there, played in the... Hey, he's number 25 again, too. There's so many 25s. There's so, there's so many 25s out there. It's not confusing it at all. <laughs> <laughs> he puts you on the same level. Listen, this is all just a grand plot for the reissue of all these cards with corrected numbers, and these all become ultra rare. Yeah, that's true. I <laughs> I gotta save them instead of cutting them and putting them in our ball. That's here. right. What are you doing? Yeah, I'll get the snow globe for Mister Mister Bouvier. Hope he's feeling better. I have a signed Pete Bouvier card. Yes, I do. Ooh, those are rare. That's right. <laughs> he also has. Here you go. It's a Walter Day. It's a collective commemorative box oh. set. Oh, that's so you can get one of those. You can get all like, I think that fits like three hundred cards. Looks like it. Pretty. Pretty soon we'll have those for sale on the website. Was there a time where Walter was selling complete sets? Or no? Yeah. Okay. No, there was at a time. Yeah. Okay. He still has the sets um, complete in his warehouse. He just, we're trying to come up with a way to uh, sell them on the site and come up with pricing. And he, he does yeah. have them all complete sets in the warehouse still. Cool. Yeah. Make sure you guys, if you guys are trying to look for some cards, you can follow Walter on eBay too. Yeah, that's true. You just search Walter Day, and I, I see some like yep. there was in, like the Intellivision nerds went crazy over the. Um, they had like complete yeah. Walter a couple months ago. He was selling the Intellivision ones. I know all my, all my Intellivision buddies uh, from the Intellivisionary podcast. They just went those those went for crazy. those went for more than Beckett Valley. Let's just say <laughs> that I was quite amazed at that point. There there was a signed. And I don't think it's sold. There was a signed Walter Day card. They were trying to sell it for $2,500 on wow. eBay. Wow. It hey. didn't sell, I don't believe. Well, but. there's like those other like video game systems. Like there'll be a virtual boy on there for yeah. $999. Because they're just waiting, right? they're waiting for some, some whale with a ton of money. Yeah, that's, some, some rapper that's with, like, hey... I like that Walter Day guy. I'm buying this card. What's gonna ha yeah, what's going to happen is they're going to be drunk or something yeah, at, right. at some party. Ice and they're going to talk about, yeah, yeah. They're like, the, oh, remember that video game? Oh, remember that guy from that Donkey Kong movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just went on eBay. There's trading cards. $800. I'm buying this right Buy now. Buy it now. <laughs> and that, and that's, how, that's, that's why these people put this stuff right. up on eBay. I saw right. one. I saw Virtual Boy go yeah. for $900. Yeah. Buy it now. New in box hey, because people don't know. It wasn't a collector. It yeah. was people a collector would have been smart about the yeah. price. At no, that it's point. Chance the Rapper yeah. buying a virtual point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the Nintendo Switch will go for five thousand or something. Yeah. Yeah, for day one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, who hasn't sat in line for over twenty hours at a Walmart to sell the next gen system for double <laughs> price? <laughs> I, I know I'm guilty. Really? <laughs> I've never done that. No, me either. I've never waited in line never for a waited. console ever. I can't even remember what I was. The only time I ever waited in line, and I was like, like this is the stupidest thing I've ever done, was Rock Band 3 came out oh, with the yeah. keyboard. And I was like, oh, you can play seven players now. And then I brought it home, and you and my disbelief, it was the most disappointing thing. Like, I'm never, ever waiting. Could have been worse. Could have been waiting in line for Tony Hawk or I. Yeah, stupid skateboard. I don't think anybody <laughs> waited in line for that. I did. I didn't tell you. The worst time I ever waited in line for something was Fallout Three. We had called hours prior to the delivery of the game to the uh, Walmart that was forty-five minutes away. Uh, they told us, "Yes, we have the P the PC version." We got there, waited in line for four hours. They had loaded the cart, and they didn't have any PC versions. So then I had to drive 175 miles one way to a place to get the game. I thought you were going to say, so then, then I, I bought an Xbox I One. <laughs> I, I brought it home, 
played it, and the damn thing crashed on me every 15 minutes. Of course it did. And it still so, crashes every 15 minutes. Right? Till three months later, <laughs> until they released the uh, the Garden of Eden creation kit, which allowed fans to mod the game, and somebody made a fan-made patch to make <laughs> it so it wouldn't crash on my PC. So bad. <laughs> Yeah. So that's the worst waiting in line story I've ever had. But do, you still have the, do you still have the game? Yes, and then after that, I boycotted Bethesda. I will never buy another <laughs> never one of their games right. ever well, again. Well, thanks, Todd, for joining us. We're just we're out of time. Um, yeah, well, thank thanks. you guys. No problem. I'll uh, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. Uh, we'll have Willem Rosa on the on the show talking about his marathon. Uh, successful cool. attempt this past weekend. Oh, we got a plug. Um, so for my, oh, my, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> plug that video. Uh, so for my co-host, Mike Janae, uh, Glenn Updike, Kai and Michael Soroka, we'll definitely see you next time. Tomorrow. Don't forget. Good night, everybody. We're here. Good night.